No ketchup. No ketchup. People, welcome in to No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me as always, rocking the Brazil jersey on the road, grinding away. We got to talk about this Trey Young, Nate McMillan situation in Atlanta. Something, nothing. Are they in turmoil? Does Nate got to go? Is Trey tripping? We got the audio from uh, the little post, little shoot around yesterday where Trey addresses the issue. Then we got to talk about Deion Sanders' prime time leaving Jackson State to go to Boulder, Colorado for the Buffs job, now a part of the Pac-12. Did he handle it the right way? Is this a big deal? Should he be getting as much flack from the black community as has been coming via Twitter, via other places? We'll break that down, chat about that. Of course, we're talking the latest in the NBA and the NFL. We're going to do a little, we're going to play a little game called group chat or no chat. Is it newsworthy? Is this worth sending through the group chat to talk about? Or is this nothing? Pass it. Let's keep it moving. Stay locked with us. We got a fun show coming up. No catch on Sports Talk Bay Chicago. Let's get to it. Nick the Quick, what's good? It's business. How we feeling, man? I'm out here out here in STL. I was just going to say, where are you at? You in St. Louis? I'm, I'm in the Lou, man. Okay. How is it over there? They got – should uh-huh. you be listening to any country grammar? No, actually, you know what I did, man. When I when I landed in, I threw on EI, or when I drove in, I threw on. No, EI. <laughs> you threw on to, EI. Had to. And you know what's been playing in the back of my head the whole week is I'm from the loop, and I'm proud. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> shout funny. Shout shout out Nelly, man. Yeah, yeah. So out here for out here for a couple of days. Okay, nice, nice, nice people. Nice people. I don't. I'm nice not people. a big fan of St. Louis, man. It has nothing to do with the Chicago rivalry. None of that. I just think it's not a like the city is, does nothing for me. Yeah, I mean, we've talked we've talked about this before. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, the yeah. city the city doesn't do it for me. The what the layout, the the night lot, nothing nothing about St. Louis is tight to me. So I'm good off St. Louis. Uh, there's a lot of other places I would. I, I I still never been to Minnesota, and I've heard multiple people say Minneapolis is nice town. Solid. It's solid. You. I don't think you'd like it, but it's solid. Okay, it seems that's it's, it's one of those. Listen, man, like some of these places, you don't really have a reason to go there unless you have a reason to go there. So, like, right. quote Joe Kim Noah, unless you had a reason to go to Minneapolis, I couldn't ever see you being like, "Hey, honey, let's go check out Minneapolis for the week." You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I did go to a Twins game out there. The stadium is really nice. Target Field is dope. Um, but you know, listen, man, we 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 live. You live Spoiled. in the biggest city. You live in yeah. the biggest city in the world. Um, I live in one of the biggest cities in the world. So, like, once you start going to smaller cities that aren't New Orleans or places like that, yeah, it's like this really place popping is off like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, in the U.S., there's like five cities you want to hit. That's yeah, it's it. like we're man. keeping it real, and you can do everything you need to do. It's Miami, L.A., Chicago, New York, New Orleans. Yeah, couple of maybe Atlanta right. for maybe yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta for a few Atlanta, Atlanta for a layover. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> outside outside of that, it starts getting it starts getting rough. It starts getting a little sus. Yeah, I mm-hmm. feel it. I, I still what else, where else do I want? I got to get. I've never been to San Francisco. Still interested. Really, hey, listen. Bring your bring your uh, checkbook. Yeah, I believe that. Never seen anything yeah, like I don't it. Doubt I know that. you live in New York, but I've heard it's worse. I was in San Francisco a few years ago. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, I, I could I could see that. I got to get to San Francisco. Really cool though, dope city. I need to do the Seattle, Vancouver. I, double, I double. Wanna, Yeah, I want to do the Pacific Northwest. I haven't done Portland, Seattle. It's supposed to be beautiful up there. I want to go to. Uh, you know where I want to go? I want to go to Oregon's campus. I oh, always look dope. The Nike shit. Yeah, no, it's always look dope when they show it. Now the stadium is in the middle of the forest and all that shit. I like, you know, I like that. Uh, oh yeah, oh, I didn't oh, know that oh, about. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Man. I don't get my outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> go out there, see the trees. You feel me? A little peace and quiet, huh? Yeah, a little peace and quiet, man. Shout That's out, funny. Oregon. All right, let's jump into it. Trey Young, Nate McMillan. The story goes, Trey was getting some treatment for an injury. He said he was. What, he said he's he wasn't. He didn't want to be a part of shoot around. He said he wanted to focus on treatment. 
and I guess this is via text. I guess you're texting your coaches. Oh, that Maybe. was I thought it was, I thought it was in person. Like McMillan walked in and was like, "Are you gonna play?" And he's like, "I'm." Sounded I'm like it was via text, and okay. he was getting some treatment. And he was like, "Yo, instead of coming to shoot around, I'm gonna actually focus on treatment, and then decide if I'm gonna play later." Nate was like, "Yeah, nah, that's not how I want to go about it. If if you can't come to shoot, you have two options: come to shoot around, play, or." Focus on the treatment and then come and sit on the bench, basically. And Trey was like, or, or no, he not said play, play, play off the bench or don't even or don't show up to the arena. See, no, see, there's hold on. This one, so I'm reading the athletic. I'm reading yeah, the athletic from, read, go from, ahead from, from Sham. So pretty much, Trey's getting treatment, and I didn't know it was via text, but they said it was a conversation. Uh, Nate McMillan's like, "Why are you not at shoot around?" Trey's like, "I want to focus on my treatment." Nate goes, right. "Okay, so if you're if that's what you're gonna do, you can either a come off the bench." Or B, don't show up, right? So clearly, when you're given this sort of ultimatum, this is this conversation didn't just come out of nowhere. There's probably been yeah. some things going there's, on. There's been some things. There's definitely, up, yeah. Question. Either hey, come off the bench and be embarrassed, or don't show up is like pretty pretty hard line um, from McMillan on that. And then Trey just didn't show up. He said he wasn't going to show up. Yeah, the question and, and too is, the game. which I haven't seen anything about, was did Trey not tell him he wasn't showing up to shoot around? Did Trey? Did Trey just? Well, that's what it sounds up? like. You know, why would he ask him? Where are you? If he didn't know, right? So here's Trey Young at shoot around yesterday, getting grilled pretty good by a media member about the situation. Here's Trey Young. It's about a minute and a half. So hang, hang in there. It's really interesting stuff, though. Situation. I mean, we're all grown men here, and there's sometimes we don't always agree. And um, I mean, it's unfortunate that. Private, private situations and private conversations get out to the public, but I guess that's what uh, the world we live in now. But uh, I mean, I'm just, I'll just focus on basketball and focus on helping my team win. And that's what I got to get to refocus it on. But what's public was that you not at the game. So why weren't you there? Man, it's not you. It's not you at me, bro. Uh, I'm curious. I mean, you're leader of this team. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard for people who don't know the full situation to, to understand it. So. I mean, it's, like I said, it's a private matter again, and it made public, which was unfortunate. Um, and if it was stayed private, it probably wouldn't have been as big of a deal. But uh, like I said, it's unfortunate. But my, my job and my goal is to, to win a championship, and that's all I focus on. But you can see the perception, though, Trey. You are a leader of this team, and when you're not there to yeah, support when your you, guys. When you're, when you're an outside guy like you are, and you don't understand in a private matter, in a private situation, uh, you should probably stay on the outside. And like I said, it's unfortunate that everybody has to understand it. And know a little bit of the details that went on inside, but um, I mean, inside here we're all good. And uh, I mean, if you got any more questions about that? Then you can you can talk to somebody else about it. That's all I got to say about it. Again, I respect what you're saying about the, the, the private of, of of the locker room, the private of, of the practice core. We're not here. I guess it's just a public thing of you not going to support your teammates when you're healthy about not going on the bench. So where's the disconnect there? If I was healthy, I would have been playing. But I mean, John was in a boot and he was still at the game. Yeah, but you don't know the full story. Again. You wanna... Again. No, I don't want to. So that's just, there's more to it. If you're being healthy, and just, I mean. A private matter needs to stay private. That's Trey Young. Hey, listen. Yeah, talk to that's me. That's how you ask follow-up questions. Facts. A, a lot of y'all, a lot of y'all out here, right? A lot of people out here get scared. Right, because Trey challenged him as soon as after he asked him again. He goes, "Sound like you're coming at me, bro." And dude asked the question three more times. It was a legitimate question. Sometimes we clown on reporters for asking illegitimate questions. The question was 100% legitimate. He said, "Hey, look, man, the public matter was you not being at the game. I didn't have to know about the text messages to see that you weren't at the game. Why weren't you at the game?" Um, and as far as Trey being like, "Oh, you're an outsider. You're an outsider." Look, man, you're around sports. These beat reporters are in the building consistently like a good beat reporter is in the building around the team he, he's not you and i you know what i'm saying who are watching it from afar those guys might not be in the meetings they might not be on the practice floor but those guys have a good idea what's going on they got a tough job they travel with the team they're constantly covering the team so i just want to shout out that dude for asking follow-up questions the way that you should and press and tray on the issue um as far as what he said i mean his tone look, was a man, little crazy though I, 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 
I'll defend Trey a little bit. I don't the, think the, it was the, even that crazy. The tone, just the, answer the question, bro. No, the to, the first the tone of the first question was kind of wild. It's like, it was like, yeah, he sounds like coming at me, bro. Yeah, no, he. I think Trey was Trey was right on that end. It's like, well, gee, relax a little bit, my boy. Like, <laughs> calm down, come on, calm guy. down. Like, like honestly, at the way he the way he asked that question, <laughs> I, I would I think I would have done the same thing. Like, <laughs> hey, cut! Like, whoa, 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 like. Yeah. Calm down a little bit, but no, the the follow up questions were legitimate, and that is what we ask more of of the reporters. Like, yo, it's like, are down. you gonna ask this dude a real question or do your job? What are we talking about? So, I thought that was interesting. But yeah, go ahead. What do you think about his response? Yeah, I mean, as far as his response goes, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. He he's clearly frustrated that the matter leaked, but like you said, this is the world that we live in nowadays. Anything like that is gonna leak. And again, when it's when it's added to the fact that you're not at the game, people see that you're not at the game. Collins in a walking boot at the game. There's been questions about Trey Young's leadership since he came in the league and some of the fit with this team. Um, so I think he handled it well, right? Like I think he could have got upset with the guy. I don't think he did at the end. Kind of he was he was a little bit little bit testy, but he didn't really say anything. He didn't tell us much. He just say hey, it was a private matter. I want to handle a private matter. If I was healthy, I would have played. Yeah, I, I even thought Trey talked a little too much. If you if, yeah. if you're gonna answer it, answer it. Don't just just be like, Yo. don't no comment for ninety seconds. Yes, yeah, yeah he, exactly. Yeah. He no, he no commented for two minutes. Like it's a roundabout way of saying no comment. Exactly. Like yeah. everything is good, man. Let's keep it moving. Um, I thought the tone was a little harsh to Trey, but this is what I'm gonna say. This is not the last we're gonna hear about this situation. Not at and all. You know, and you know who loses in this situation 10 out of 10 times? Nate sure. McMillan. Yeah, ask Lloyd so, Pierce. So, <laughs> exactly. I mean, the, Trey, Trey and Trey is going is, is, is to get into this territory now. We're like, look, if they get McMillan, it's one thing to get Lloyd Pierce, who had no real cachet. This was his first coaching job fired. It's another thing to get a guy like McMillan fired, who is universally respected around the league, yeah. who turned around your season when he came in. After they Remember, they were dead for water until uh, McMillan came in. Takes them all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, so M- McMillan has a little bit more respect. If you get rid of him, you really got to do it with the next guy or else you, you carry around that coach killer label. So, I mean, I think sure. the bigger issue, when I was reading the story through The Athletic, a couple things stood out to me. Number one, that this isn't the first time we've heard about this with Trey Young, right? Um, I don't think we've ever gotten a lot of detail on it, but there's always been rumblings that he might not be the, the best guy to play with. Our boy Edder always says Trey Young plays like an asshole. There's obviously there's there's been tension between I think him and Collins before. Clearly, they brought in Murray because they wanted to, t- to to take some responsibility off Young as far as running the offense. Um, the other thing that stood out to me is they said that they have already had multiple team meetings. It is December seventh. The NBA season <laughs> has been going on for seven weeks, right? Yeah. You and I both work jobs. Sometimes you have a conflict in jobs, right? We, I've been to leadership positions. Sometimes you got to sit down with people. You got to mediate. You got to talk about it, right? Yeah. If we're talking about it three or four times in a seven-week period, something is clearly broken. You do not need multiple meetings to sort out person that no, sort out and, HR issues. And something that has to and something has to give. Something has to give. Somebody's got if I if I'm in charge, I'm sitting down there like, hey, this is the fifth time we've talked about this. Somebody's got to go, something's got to give, something's got to get drastic because this isn't what we need to be dealing with. The season is still young. We're, we haven't even hit the new year yet. And I'm gonna tell you this. Nate McMillan seems like he's like a probably he's he seems like a hard nose, no nonsense type of dude, but sure. he's reasonable. Yeah, this is not the first situation. He didn't he didn't hit Trey with the ultimatum off the first time they've had an issue. Yeah, they the, the, this has been building up and, and getting to a point where it's like, yo, man, you're you're what? Look, bro, either show up to the show up to what we got going on or don't pull up. That's where I'm, I'm done with you. I don't want to see you tonight if you're not contributing. What he was saying, like, yeah, I'm done with all this shenanigans. Like, we're not doing this. So, yeah, keep an eye on that. I think it's interesting. I also think they haven't been winning. Yeah. They're in a stretch where they haven't been winning games. So, this stuff starts to get heightened. This stuff starts to get heightened. And if they start winning games, goes away. this will go away. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is, this is just how it goes. But it's – uh. I mean, they're currently, uh, for, they're currently fourth in the East, so it's not all bad. But we know, I mean, if you look at how tight that tight, race though, is. like, yeah, dude, yeah they could like, be nine in a game. A game separating fourth and 11th. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. yeah. So, I mean, you're not, or a few games. But, um, 
uh, yeah, but I think that the bigger thing is like clearly this is an issue. Now it's a public issue. Now the spotlight's going to be on the issue, and you guys have to respond because if you start losing more ball games or if you go on a slide, that shit's going to be put in the telescope. No question. And once it goes into the telescope, and you're ever you think that guy was pressing, you're gonna get that shit every day. How is it between you and Nate? Nate, how is it with you and Trey? John, how is it with you and Nate and Trey? Is anything going on? And the guys, <laughs> and then that just starts to listen, man. That just starts affecting the locker room. You got Clint Capella answering questions about it. You got other guys answering questions about it, and that becomes a problem. So yeah, I, I would definitely stay tuned to this. Yeah, I thought it was interesting too that the the team was okay with going out that he was injured. That's why he wasn't in the building. Mm-hmm. So that's also a little disconnect because it seemed like Nate, like he was cool with like letting everybody know what was going on. Yeah, like this is the deal. <laughs> I'll tell and you what happened. You and Nate's old school, man. He's like, look, I get we're in the player empowerment era, but you're not going to come over here and push me around and tell me what it is and tell me when you're playing and not show up to shoot around and but then still carry yourself as a leader, man. You can't have it both ways. Yeah, so, no question. It's yeah. an interesting, interesting situation over there to keep an eye on. All right. Let's move over to my boy, prime time, Deion Sanders. You're a class act, Deion. You're a class act, Deion. Everybody watching, listen, if you don't know what Big Nick is talking about, go look up, uh, go on YouTube and look up. Deion Sanders post World Series. What's that dude's name? I forget his name. Carver. Carver. Yeah, I think. It, yeah, maybe it was I Carver. Remember, I can't remember his name, but go look up Deion Sanders World Series and his. <laughs> res- he he. No, no, this is what you look up. Look up Deion throwing water on reporter's head and Tim Carver. Tim, Tim McCarver. Carver. Tim, Tim McCarver. McCarver. That's what it is. Look up Deion Sanders throwing water on Tim McCarver's head, and you'll you'll get a little. Little Dion, legendary Dion Sanders moment right there. But primetime leaves Jackson State, heads to Colorado to be the face of the the program over there in Boulder, and it's it's kicked up some controversy or some conversations because I don't know if people haven't been paying attention, but every time Dion Sanders has had a mic in his face. And it's come up about other jobs. I haven't heard him mince his words at all. He said, I will entertain other opportunities. There will be things that if if a big school comes and talks, I would be dumb not to have the conversation. People are upset that he left Jackson State, maybe in the manner that he did to go to Colorado. I got some audio from Bamani Jones who breaks it down really, really well. But give me your give me your initial take on it, Nick. Yeah, I mean, so I think I think there's a lot of layers to this. First and foremost, man, it's not outside. Now this is big time layers, like layer onion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, So I think yeah, on the surface, man, look, this happens all the time, right? Coaches go to the next big opportunity. Colorado, I guess, is a once great program. Let's stop pumping up Colorado, Nebraska, like it's ninety four though. Let's, let's let's chill on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it, that's happening with, with Boulder though. But it's a it's a power five. Yeah, it's a power five. Yeah, obviously, right? Pac twelve squad, um, a team with Shout with, out with Cordell a, Stewart with a, with a tradition, a couple Heisman winners, things like that. So I think on the surface, like yeah, you know, taking the jump from Jackson State to Colorado is a no brainer. I think the issue that people have with Dion. And the issue that I might even be coming around on, too, because at first I was kind of like, whatever, man, he's going to do what he's going to do. But if you go back since he took this job and kind of how he framed why he got into college coaching, it wasn't necessarily with the same motives as other college coaches. Right. You never really looked at like, oh, Dion is getting into coaching because Dion wants to eventually take over a big program, win a national title, be able to recruit with the best of them through power five. Right. He explicitly said. The reason that he's getting into coaching is he likes coaching and he wants to do it at an HBCU because he wants to shed light on the problems. He wants to try to elevate the university. He wants to show kids that you can take the HBCU path, still get to the NFL, still have success, still get a quality education and still play good football. It just seemed like from the very beginning and it's consistent with what he said. I understand as of recently, he has talked about getting bigger jobs because they've now there's been rumblings of him getting bigger jobs, especially after this season when he recruited the number one player in the nation. He's got a Heisman trophy outside Camden and his son and the team is undefeated. But 
we can't sit here and act like this man didn't every single time Mike was in his face, try to pump up HBCUs, the experience, how he recruited kids by saying, hey, you can come here and you can see 60,000 fans that look just like you, you know, all that. I think that that's where it became an issue because it seems like he kind of pulled the rug out at the end and was like, hey, I'm sorry, guys, I got to elevate. Right. Which goes against what you said the whole time you've been there, that Jackson State is elevating. Right. That these kids do need to look at Jackson State as an opportunity that is elevating. Right. And so then you hold go, on. So there's him coming in there. So that means he can never leave. No, it doesn't mean he can so never long, leave. So what, that's so what I'm saying. Long, and that's that's why I say it's complicated and it's layered, because at the end of the day, he's he is allowed to level up. He's allowed to go get a better job. But again, it's not like he was like every coaches do this all the time. But every coach has ambition to get that next position. It just didn't seem like he was getting into coaching to climb the ranks. It seemed like he was getting into coaches because Jackson State was an opportunity where he saw he could make a difference. And I know that sounds, you know, idealistic and all that. And like, you know, we, we shouldn't probably take people at their word when they say things like that because we're human beings. And ultimately, we always want to get that but next, next opportunity. Still, but can he still impact Colorado? young black kids and bring them to Colorado and put them in a, a, a higher platform, more visibility, sure. better facilities, better competition, better chance to go to the NFL. Can he, but do was it about the kids or was it about the HBCU? So, well, that's, that's where people are. Yeah. Because ultimately look, man, when Dion leaves, right. Shadour leaves, Travis Hunter leaves a lot of people, any, any of those top flight recruits that he has leaves. So what else leaves ESPN college game day leaves. They came there this year. They're not getting that back. The coverage that Jackson State was getting leaves. The coverage that the Ma uh, SWAC was getting leaves, right? So at the end of the day, you brought all that attention, but it, there, there's not going to be a – I don't think there's going to necessarily be a lasting impact on this. He wasn't there long enough. And I, I don't think he accomplished the mission that he so loudly told us that he was trying to. That's my issue with it. Again, I'm not mad at Dion, but you can't, you can't frame what you're doing one way and then when you get an opportunity to do something else, be like, oh, no, no, this is always about elevating. This was the, first, you never, you never, this was the first opportunity, too. It wasn't like he yeah, had turned down a couple Auburn. jobs and it was like, okay, I'll I'll finally take this one. It yeah. kind of seemed like this was the first opportunity he got out of Power Five. Mm -hmm. And, he, and, he, and he, picked, he packed it up. I'm going to play some uh, – Which is some his right. Again, I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm anti-Dion, yeah, but I am I am I am gonna call him out on the message because it's just not consistent with what he told us. Bomani Jones was very eloquent on uh CNN in the morning or this morning, something, some CNN morning show. This is Bomani Jones. It's about two minutes. Hang in there. It's some good stuff from Bomani. Here he is. Step into Deion other Sanders HBCUs. spent the last 35 years telling us they ain't but one Deion Sanders. And now he's telling us, go find somebody else to do what Deion Sanders does. You can't have this both ways. I don't judge him for taking the job at Colorado. They probably increased his salary by something like 15 times, mm -hmm. right? I totally get that. It all makes sense. But what he did was something that college coaches do all the time, which is you have to sell people four year, 10 year plans when your plan is always one year at a time. That's the only way that you could really pull that off. And so he came in and he sold a long term vision for what was going on at Jackson State. But his goals and ambitions were always to be a power five head coach. My take has always been he went to Jackson State primarily because he wanted to be a head coach, but didn't want to ever be anybody's assistant coach. So we had to find somebody that would give him a job and make him a head coach. And so he could have that on his resume and then he could take that to try to get the job that he actually wanted. Jackson State was the place that could do it, and he did a lot of good work while he was at Jackson State. But all the bigger, grandiose notions of what he was doing for somebody else, no, it was what it always is. He did it for Dion, and that's fine if you don't tell us that you're trying to do this for somebody else. But can he do both? Can't he go to a program and be there for three years, only have five losses like he did, and, and bring the attention? Maybe the next person won't be, you know, prime time. They won't be as, as charismatic as he is. But he still did bring attention to it. And and what I've seen from the athletic director and other people is they were grateful for him. And they oh, no. talked about him going on and something he signaled because of the financial disparities here. No, he's very good. But I think the magnitude of the financial disparity is so much greater than anybody realizes. I think the magnitude of the financial disparity between HBCUs and other FCS schools 
the smaller division in Division One is bigger than people realize it is. So there's room to criticize him for the way that he has left and for the fact that his initial rhetoric is not in line with his ultimate. Well, what would you have him do? What, what would I, you have the man do? Oh, well, I wouldn't have come in in the first place and said that God sent me here to fix HBCUs and God decided that in the middle of it, you were supposed to leave. <laughs> right. I mean, like the thing I've said is maybe God wants 10 percent of five mil and not 10 percent of 375. If God can do math, I can understand why it is. He sold a dream and then walked out on the dream. People have the right to be critical of that. I also would have taken the job that he took at Colorado. Right. It's not a judgment of the fact that he took the job, but this is not in line with what he told us for all these years. So he said the same as that. Sam, could that, not, that your first time seeing that? Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, shout yeah. out Bomani. All, always says things the right way. Shout out him and some Jordan 4s and CNN. Um, but um, hit it on the head, man. Again, you came in. He did say that. God sent me to HBCUs, right? Like, <laughs> you can't come yeah. in. If you hadn't have said that, if you would just say, yo, I want to get into coaching. I think I can make an impact here. Woo, woo, woo. Leave it at that, fine. But every time you talk to him, man, when he's sitting in the interview with the other brother that he does and they make the jokes, when he's in his press conference, when he's on ESPN, when he's on game day, we want to do it here. I want our people to see that we can do it here. We can do it in our institutions. I want to fix this, right? Like, 100%, man, you can't come in like that and then leave like that. And again, I, I, just, I, didn't, like, I didn't like the elevating comment. If we're going to go ahead and say it, I didn't like the way that he sat down with his kids. And was like, yo, I, I got to elevate. If you don't elevate, you're stagnating. They're waiting to get rid of you. It's like, come on, bro. You can just be real. Hey, y'all, better opportunity, man. I appreciate everything, man. Here's the transfer portal information. <laughs> Shador, Shador, here's your ticket. Shador, Shador, here's your ticket to, here's your ticket to Boulder. No, I feel you. It's, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's here's just when you, and, yeah. I can I, – because I the way – I feel exactly how you and Bomani laid it out. That because that is the but right. But he's allowed thing. to do it. Like, yeah. To get people to buy in and to get the attention and to get the money from people like Walmart to get them to, to build them a new field and to and to get you know Barstool to come on and follow him around and the money that he got into that program, you might have to embellish a little bit. If you come in there and say, hey, I'm just trying to get into coaching, you're not going to make the, the the big impact that he made in a very short amount of time at Jackson State. That's just part of the game. He played the game, and and it is what it is. But, yeah, the the whole God and the God sent me to HBCUs yeah, and all man. that is obviously, you know. Well, and at the end of the day, you know, and look again, at the end of the day, it's the same situation now that always happens in college is that a kid, that a coach sells a kid a bunch of dreams. Like I look at that Hunter kid and it's fine, man. He's going to be able to transfer anywhere he wants to. He was the number one recruit in the nation last year, but it is like, and he'll probably end up in Colorado. Um, But I mean, again, like imagine how Dion was recruiting these kids too. Like, I don't think any of these kids thought that Dion was leaving. And you yeah, know, most true. of the time, you know your coaches, unless it's Nick Saban, he's never going to leave Alabama. Okay, you got one of these top guys. No, he, but you generally know you're getting recruited to like, too, if you're getting recruited to Central Michigan and your coach goes 13-0, and he probably won't be there next year. We just saw Luke Fickle <laughs> go yeah. and take the, uh, the Wisconsin job, right, at Cincinnati. It's like those kids that probably were recruited from Cincinnati are like, yo, I know eventually if Luke goes 13-0 and again or 10-2, and he's probably going to go. But with Dion, I just he just didn't get the feeling that that was ultimately his goal. Like, he was cool at Jackson State. It wasn't necessarily about the money. He's got plenty of that. He's got plenty of opportunities. He has the ability to make money a thousand different ways. But it was about bringing Barstool into the HBCUs. It was about bringing ESPN. It was about getting Walmart money. Yeah. It was about leveraging his connections, his fame, right? And and parlaying that into something that can help the HBCUs yeah. and ultimately Jackson State. And I feel like that's just kind of we, we didn't get to see it through. One hundred percent, and he, it, it we didn't get to see it through. And it seemed like he left in the middle of it. It, it was just starting to pick in up a middle. lot of steam, and he and he took off. Now I was just about to bring this up. Hey, shout, shout out, out shout out our shout out our. Well, I was going to say he's, he he not slack though. Someone said that in the uh, <laughs> someone said that in the comments. No, this is the key that not <laughs> enough people are talking about. I was going to bring this up. Shout out podcaster die trying. He said it's definitely a better situation for his son, ultimately as well. He wants his son to go play in the Pac-12 and play quarterback. This is the opportunity to go do that. And he can make sure his son is with him and starts in the Pac-12 at quarterback. 
You saw him say, hey, I'm bringing my son with me. This is the new quarterback. How do you pronounce his name? Shadur? Shadur. But didn't, Shadur. wasn't, wasn't Shadur, Shadur could have gone to any school he wanted to. But he not. wants to be with his pops, who's running the show, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't know his, his. I don't. I don't know the details on his offers and coming in. But oh, he's a four star, four star prospect and committed to play at FAU over offers from Florida State, Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. Usual suspects. Okay, so then, but what I'm saying is, I think that's being underplayed. His son is the quarterback. He's putting. He wants to put his son in ultimately the best situation he can. So you're going to tell me. I'm going to 15x, 10x my salary. I could go to a better program against better competition and with better facilities and everything else. The ultimate brother and black dude I got to take care of is my son who can play quarterback here now in the Pac-12 on a week-to-week basis. I think that's not being talked about enough, and I think that had a big influence on him packing up so quickly and taking off. If his son wasn't the quarterback and and he wasn't trying to give his son more of an opportunity to play in the pack on TV and a bigger stage and all that more and probably more NIL money for him more. A lot of a lot of different opportunities for his son. I don't know if he packs it up and dips as quickly as he did. That is a big key. Uh, uh, That's a big key of this whole situation. His son is now the quarterback of a Pac-12 school and he's the head coach. Yeah, but you you, this, you didn't just start feeling this way. So why are you still selling us the HBC? He couldn't be a head coach. He couldn't be he couldn't be he couldn't be a head coach at a Pac-12 school before he did what he did. That's For it. Sure. And look, and look, I don't, again, I don't want this to come off as me being critical of Dion. It's just my assessment of the situation. And like I said, I, I, it's it's more of a disappointment type thing. But it's not. I can't criticize the man because, like Bomani said, I would have done the same thing. But I also you would have known I would have done the same thing. It just didn't. I guess it's more of a shock. And like you said, for fucking Colorado, like we get it's a power five school, but we're talking about like. This is just on. the next stepping stone, though. This he'll, be next stepping stone. he'll be at Auburn. He'll be at Florida State. If here. he can win it, if he can Florida. win at Colorado, it's it's different. It's, I think he's about to enter a different recruiting realm. I think selling the Jackson State thing was easy because of how he sold it. This is us. Type thing you can't sell. You can't, hey, listen, oh, I've been, you're, to, you're been to Denver. Like, you can't sell down. Boulder, Colorado, as us. We ain't there. <laughs> I get, <laughs> like you're saying, like, yeah, come down to the H. That that angle of come support the HBCUs. I, mean, the, I want to go to Jackson State homecoming. That shit looks like it's fun. We should do that. You know what I mean? Um, right. Like I would, I would love it. So like, it, it's a little different. I got you. The whole I think, sales. I pitch, think it'll but, be yeah. fun. But he's gonna be able to recruit. I mean, yeah, listen, he's gonna be able to recruit, man. He's a great salesman. I hope he does well. Now, now I'll say this. I hope he kills it at Colorado. I hope he absolutely kills it. I hope he breaks the mold of what we look for in some of these college coaches. Uh, my thoughts on college coaches are well-known. I think they are some of the worst human beings on the planet. Power, and, corruption, uh, and lies. Power, corruption. It's power. <laughs> it's power. You can't go. It's but college I can football go. in a nutshell. Power, yeah, it corruption, is power and corruption, and, and mediocre uh, product on the field. Yeah. So stay tuned. Stay what? tuned. Dion to Jackson or Jackson's Dion from Jackson State to Boulder now in the pack. It's going to be interesting. Well, we know UCLA, USC is losing, but he's going to have to play squads like Utah. They don't fuck around. No, Utah USC got a, is good this year. Utah, Shit, you, Utah you really got the boys really, in. Yeah, Utah yeah, has a really Utah. good program, really good football team. Hey, but I'm going to tell you this if they're getting players at Utah, you best believe Dion is going to have players in Boulder, Colorado. Right. <laughs> so it, it is what it is. Also, if you've ever been to Boulder, it's nice out there. That's a nice campus, nice area, sure. close enough to a big metropolitan city in Denver. Denver, it's, hey, uh, listen, hot take. Boulder, Denver there's sucks. worse places. You don't like Denver? No, I do not. No, I, mean, I've been, I was there. I was there a few weeks ago. I, I didn't. Listen, man, like we talked about it earlier, like I get a vibe in the city. I either feel it or I don't, and I did not feel Denver. No. Nah. Dirty. The no, artwork? Me. It was just dirty. <laughs> Disgusting, actually. It's filthy. It's fucking filthy. I hate filthy cities. Chicago's <laughs> clean. Chicago, you know, you've been around. Chicago's a clean major city. Chicago is a really clean. Very clean. clean like major they city. really, they really, they don't emphasize everything, but they damn sure emphasize keeping downtown clean. Yeah, you go to some of these, you ever been downtown LA? 
Project oh, of well, Shit. Oh, downtown in the LA. Of LA is not even a city, bro. I don't, yeah, I don't it's, even it's know why we call it LA. It's a connection a city. of neighborhoods and fucking yeah, multiple cities inside of one. But uh, you go to some like Denver was to me was filthy, filthy. Yeah, yeah. no question. Clean your fucking city. Get the good green team we got in Chicago. <laughs> Wrong with y'all. <laughs> All right, yellow vest. Gonna... <laughs> it's dirty as fuck. All right, we're gonna play a little game of group chat, no chat. If it's a if it's a worthy story, Nick is gonna say, "Yeah, that's group chat worthy." We got to talk about that. We'll break it down right here on the No Catch Up Pod. <laughs> if it's no chat, we passing that shit. We don't got to talk about that. No news for me. All right, let's kick it off. Talk to me. Big Nick the Quick, group chat or no chat, Baker Mayfield clears waivers, signs with Sean McVay and the St. Louis Rams. Group chat, no chat. Group chat. I hit you I hit you on this immediately. When, yeah. it, when, it, when we first was news is getting waived, I said, hey, man, is, this, is he going to San Fran? Would you would you pick him up? We had a good conversation about it. Definitely group chat material. Yeah. Um, the Baker saga to me is just so – it's so interesting how fast it's happened. And you said a lot of good stuff. So Sean and I talked about it when he first got waived. And Sean made the point, like, look, when, when your career is trending towards backup, nobody wants to hear from you, right? Like, you need to be the quietest person in the team. Nobody's trying to hear from you. That's why you see these Chase Daniels, uh, what's the guy who just got, they just signed Josh Johnson, these type guys constantly get jobs because they just do their job. You don't hear from them. They're never clamoring to be the starter. They're not giving interviews. They're not doing commercials. With Baker, I, and I was surprised the Rams even picked him up. With Baker, because the initial question was, Nick hit me and said, "If you're San Francisco, do you take a a, a flyer on Baker?" And I was like, "Yeah, hell, hell no." So I said, yeah. emphatically, "Hell no, we're taking yeah. our chances with Purdy." And I agree. Um, you don't want your backup, and I likened it to the Pat, the Patriots, Belichick's uh, Patriots, Cam Newton situation. Remember last year going into camp, it was a battle between Cam Newton and Mac Jones. Once Matt Jones was declared the starter, the very next thing that Bill Belichick did was cut Cam Newton because he knew he could not have him in the locker room if he wasn't the starter, right? It was it was too much, too much personality, whatever you want to call it. He couldn't he couldn't have that from his backup quarterback, and I think that's kind of the same with Baker, man. Like nobody wants their backup quarterback to walk around with that kind of chip on their shoulder that loudly. Um, so it might be tough for Baker. He got the Rams opportunity. It sounds like he's going to play because they have absolutely no quarterbacks. Um, sounds like Stafford's getting shut down for the year. As far as I'm concerned, he's been shut down for 15 years. So that's a story <laughs> for another day. Um, remember, remember who told you? Um, so, yeah, definitely a story, man. We'll see what happens with Baker Mayfield. But he could be out of the league. He's not going to be out of the league. Well, and the fact that I didn't realize he requested his own re- release when he realized he would never start for them again. Which, if I'm a team, I'm like, okay, so you really, you really still do envision, still do envision yourself as a starter in this league. Yeah, I well, it's the you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. The reason we, the reasons people liked Baker and rooted for Baker is because of his attitude and his his story and his persona and his he could dance and he he felt like he should be the number one pick and he was and he talked shit and he was proving everybody wrong he's go back to college everything he does is you know that was why if you liked Baker that's why you liked him and like we always talk about as soon as that play starts to tail off people are not putting up with that extra nonsense and that's Mm -hmm. exactly what Baker Mayfield brings now the situation of him going to the Rams is actually pretty interesting to me. So that's why I think it's a group chat as well. Something to talk about. Going to San Francisco was would never be an option for me. Like th- that's why when you when you asked me that, I was like, nah, hell no. We don't an option it. for you if you're San Francisco or if you're Baker Mayfield. No, if you're San Francisco, oh, like, yeah, I, okay. I'm so never Baker looking Mayfield, in Baker yeah, Mayfield's yeah. direction for shit. That's a nothing, yeah. that's nothing but a distraction for a team that is primed to make a run in the playoffs with that defense and how they play ball. I don't want to ask, don't ask me any fucking questions about Baker Mayfield. We picked up Baker Mayfield. Like that's just nothing but a distraction. Right? And Rams were the only team to submit a claim on him. By the way. So him going to L.A. is interesting because Sean McVay, I do think he's one of the best coaches in the NFL, great offensive mind, gets a lot of shit done. Um, we 
we wouldn't even know who Jared Goff was if it wasn't for for what Sean McVay did for him. And he's actually been playing pretty well in Detroit this yeah. year. Oh, un- unnecessary shots of inter- Jared Goff on a, on a Tuesday, on Wednesday morning. <laughs> it's, it's interesting that they go to McVay, who's a great offensive mind, and may be able to help him develop a little bit. He's not that far removed from playing solid football. So that, that does make this a little interesting that he is going yeah, Yes, to- he is. Two, a couple years. Three years. I mean, yeah, like, you know, we say, hey man, we saw what Geno's done. Like, I, I'm really starting to – the situation matters so much. And Geno had to humble himself, right? Yes. We talked yep. about that. 100%. Geno is five years away from having teammates punch him in the face when he's a starting quarterback. Right, exactly. Unprecedented right. situation. So if, if he could have some success, some success, it would be interesting that he's going to L.A. with McVay. But that Rams situation is fucked up. Been fucked the cap, up. The cap is fucked. They have they no. Mor- they mortgaged their future for, they, for to win last year. They got the they got the W. So it it kind of cures a lot of the issues that are going to be coming the next few years. But it's going to be a rough stretch. In, hey, those uh, chickens were always going to come home to roost. We talk about it all. Yep. They made another trade and paid somebody else. Yeah, like, where's the money like, coming where from? Is where is this cap at? This doesn't make cap? any sense. Yeah. It's funny money. Like, yeah. So Another thing, r- r- real quick, before we get off the Rams. <laughs> you ever me? see that, like, real quick, you ever see that where someone said uh, the Rams explaining the salary cap and it was that McConaughey, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, where it's like, put it over here, it's over there. <laughs> 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 no, it's true. It's true, 100%. <laughs> yeah. And this situation right now is also why Aaron Donald wanted to get his bread. Yep. Like, yo, I got the ring, now I need the bread, and then we could, all this other shit's nonsense, right? Big Nick the Quick hit me on the side, which this is so true. Now that's touted one of the best corners in the NFL the last 10 years. Easy. Jalen Ramsey gets fried often. Metcalf torched this week. Debo torched him before in, in, in a divisional matchup. These are divisional guys getting torched. Keep an eye out on Jalen Ramsey. Did Justin Jefferson torched him last year, something like Justin, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, like he, he he's been he torched by torched. all the guys. Yeah, <laughs> he gets torched quite a bit. So keep an eye on that. I always think that's interesting. You should go look at some of Jalen Ramsey's splits head to head versus some of the best wide receivers in the NFL, and they lean the NFL way. I'll leave it at that. All right, yep. group chat or no chat? Anthony Davis. Last eight games going in the last night before leaving with flu-like symptoms. 38-16, four blocks on 62%. 30, 18 boards, three steals, 63% shooting. 37, 21 boards, five blocks, 64% shooting. 25, 15 boards, three blocks, 77% shooting. 25, 13 boards, four blocks on 60% shooting. 27, 12, three blocks, 53% shooting. 44, 10, three blocks. On 66% shooting, 55, 17, and three blocks against the Wizards on 70% shooting a couple nights ago. Is group chat or no chat? AD all the way back. The Lakers are back. They're tough and ready to go now that AD looks like he's back in MVP type form. Well, you added so much on the end of that. I thought it was just as AD's run group chat worthy, and absolutely it is. Yeah. But no, they're not all the way back. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, no, no, no. Okay, then yeah, yeah, maybe I shouldn't I shouldn't add the Lakers piece in, but the run is group chat worthy. <laughs> the run is crazy, and I put it on the group chat and nobody responded, which is wild. And this is like three <laughs> games ago. Um, yeah, absolutely, man. Look, we, we talk about AD when he doesn't perform. We've we've gotten on AD here. We've talked about his desire, you know, his killer instinct. He should be better, his injury issues. So we got to give him his flowers when he's doing his thing. He's been on an absolute tear. Absolute tear. Those aren't regular numbers that you were putting out there. When you got 35 and 18s, 55 and 17s, 40, and the team was winning. So a lot of those games, a good amount of those. um, Absolutely, man. Like, you got to give him his props. Now, in most AD fashion ever, he leaves the game yesterday with flu-like symptoms because he just can't stay healthy. Not Not even with the sinuses. Um, apparently that's an issue with him now too. <laughs> so you just never know, right? I think I think part of the reason why he ha- he's gotten coverage, but not the coverage you would think he's gotten, is because as fans, media, whatever, collectively, we're all waiting for the other shoe to drop with him, right? Like when when is when does the five week injury come, right? When when does the next thing happen where 
we're no longer excited about Anthony Davis. If you go back like three or four years ago, when we were talking about those lists of like, who are the five guys you want? Anthony Davis was unequivocally in that list. He is no longer in that conversation. So I think, you know, part of it is just like overall, collectively, people have kind of just moved on, um, which is crazy for a guy who's still, what, like 28? But the injuries, man, it's like we've been fooled before. Um, so I think it's great how he's playing. Again, the Lakers have been winning some games. They look like a much better team than they were for the first couple weeks of the season. I still don't think it's going to end up well because they, they still don't have a roster that I feel could compete um in the western conference right now but yeah you got to give ad his, his flowers man this is how he's supposed to play though this is what we were expecting right like this is this is the leap that we all saw possible with ad um you know really after the bubble and we we just haven't seen it so yeah we gotta absolutely give him his credit man but i'm gonna say it with a grain of salt man he's probably gonna get hurt so someone called him a disney <laughs> <laughs> that's funny hey disney that's crazy shout out d in the comments yeah hey, shout disney. out dude shout out the comments today the comments are live yeah today. comments jumping today that's what's up man so yeah right. so that's that's where i'm at with that man like for sure it's group chat worthy but i'm not ready to be like oh here come the lakers like no group chat no chat before we get out of here Ronaldo getting benched <laughs> in the World Cup. Portugal comes out and thrashes 6-1. Scoring goals at will. Guy that replaces him scores a hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> group chat, no chat. It's been a rough, rough couple months for Cristiano. Group chat, no chat on the, the whole situation. Because I do want to talk about this a little bit. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, definitely group chat. Absolutely. Especially when you add it to everything. You can go back to him uh, not coming out the second half of the Manchester United match a couple months ago and the whole saga that followed that. You can go to the Pierce Morgan interview, which rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Um, you can go to him being pissed off and being subbed off at the last game. Shout out the manager for taking it into his own hands and straight up benching Ronaldo. But it's absolutely group chat worthy, man. Because now, and as I was watching that game yesterday, I'm like, wow, they're absolutely just scoring goals at will. There's, you, you can't start them in the quarterfinal, right? Like after soccer that performance, form, right? Like after they're, they're that performance, how, yeah. how could you? Like, yeah. Yeah. No, nah, like, how could you? How could you start him after the dude that came in? put up a hat trick they looked better overall like let's let, let's be honest on on what we're talking about they look like a better cohesive unit i want to talk the, about this, the stature didn't, didn't the stature feel thing, the same way yeah the stature thing though like i guess if i'm i think overall the whole angle for ronaldo is like if you go have me on the squad play me or don't i'm not here to fucking sit on the bench like that was the whole thing for United. Like, you don't want me on the team, then let me then let me off the team. Then. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? I'm Cristiano Ronaldo, and he does have the right to say that. I'm so sick of hearing people talk about athletes and how there's different caliber of athletes. Cristiano Ronaldo happens to be the top tier of the caliber <laughs> of athlete that can do and say whatever he wants. In my opinion, he's more influential than the coach. He's more influential than everybody on the team. It is what it is. So I get, I get not the, the whole Manchester United thing. Let me out of here now. Aaron judge nine and three sixty. a little different because <laughs> now it's like, this is for our country. We looked better without you on the pitch. That's something that I think he could swallow. And eventually make an impact later on awesome. in the tournament. And so, oh, <laughs> so, come on, some, some, way, <laughs> some, way, some way, somehow, man. Come on, man. You know, I'm, I'm the country guy, man. I can't buy. I can't buy into that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I get the, <laughs> I get the whole Ronaldo, the whole Ronaldo piece about that. So I thought that was really interesting. Anything else you want to chat about? Any of these baseball deals? Uh, so yeah, Aaron Judge just got, just renounced resign with the Yankees for nine years, three hundred and sixty million dollars for the Yankees. For the Yankees, the nine New York, the New York baseball Yankees. 
Nine and three sixty for Judge. Turn down hey, two. Turn down two hundred and thirteen million. Mm. Nine. Uh, and six, six months ago, picked up an extra. Picked up extra one hundred fifty. One point one fifty. Quick one fifty. One fifty. You bet on yourself for an extra after taxes, probably eighty five million, ninety million in cash. Yeah. Shout out Aaron Judge Man, for right. you know betting on himself and doing this thing. I also think that's light. Yeah, you really think you got fifty million a year? I would have, I would have needed, I would have needed four hundred M's. Yeah, you got it, Cashman. I, I'm not even kidding. I would have yeah. needed the first four hundred million dollar deal, and it's because of what you guys did to me. I tried to get y'all a discount. Yeah. We could have probably got something done for two seventy five last year. Probably. Then I come out and have one of the best years ever, ever, in the American League. I need four hundred. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, three sixty three will do though. Shout out Aaron Judge for getting it done. How about my man coming out early, um, and saying he went to the Giants? Oh people man, were, terrible! People were running with that they shit. Flamed him. <laughs> they flamed They flamed him, and then he deleted the tweet. Sorry, it's not done. And now, now he signs with the Yankees. So you were completely wrong. His insiders, not not too inside. But hey, shout out him, man. $40 million a year. He bet on himself. This is one of those situations where it ends up working out for you flawlessly. That is a lot of money. Um, and and I, I, I couldn't be happier for the guy. Also, shout out Verlander. I put this out the other day. Verlander just got two years, $86 million. Justin Verlander is 40. He'll be 40 yeah. when the season starts next year. Won the World Series. Picks up a couple, two, two more years, $86 million. Light work, you know. Hey, Kate, let's go to New I York gotta, for a couple I gotta of years. Keep my, I gotta keep my uh, my opinions on Verlander off off wax. You don't fuck with Verlander? No, nah, I like Verlander. He's great. Oh, because he's on the Mets. No, uh, some some uh, him as a person. No, just he pitching a little too well. Oh, Balco. He You're accredited, man. You can't say nothing anymore. You <laughs> get a libel suit. <laughs> he, he pitching. He pitching. He pitching really well. You think he's on that Stan Conti? I think the no, velocity. No. I think the velocity hasn't dropped. Is, is he doing saunas with Pettit? He said he was getting a lot of sleep. Mm. That changed his career. Mm. You should go yeah. read that article. Very interesting. Some sleep, GH. The the velocity on the on the rock is not coming down, and I think that's interesting. For for as many pitches as his right arm has thrown over the years, the velocity continues to to maintain. It's just against physics. It's just it's, it's just what it is. So someone I, said he's on that clear. He's clairvoyant. <laughs> so I, I don't. I'm not going to say it any more. I'm not going to say it any any more direct than that. Mm. Um, but shout out to him for, and that that whole conversation is another conversation at all uh, all all together because I think Bonds and those guys should all be in. Uh, Everybody was juicing in the Hall of Fame and all yes. that, but was. Yeah, it wasn't illegal at the time, right? They weren't testing for it, so yeah, it's fine for me. It's it is what it is. That's a whole. It is, man. That, Alle- that, allegedly, yeah, allegedly. Hey, I don't know anything. I didn't I say anything. Shout, shout out to uh to Verlander for you know continuing to throw it at ninety five and and do his thing. And the Mets, that's a big that's a big pickup for the Mets. They lose Degrom and add Verlander to the full, 40 years old. I'll, I'll say this, man. This dude said he was uh, – Cohen said he was going to come in and spend the money, and he, he seems he's to have committed to around. doing that. He's not fucking around. Uh, he's a fan. So, I mean, I, I think that's probably the best situation. You got a fan of the team with deep pockets owning the team. So, uh, we'll see what happens with that. But, yeah, man, shout out to all these guys getting their money, man. I haven't seen anything come through for the Cubs or Sox. <sighs> Cubs on Bellinger. Cubs oh, yeah, Bellinger. they did get Bellinger. They, they signed a couple of folks, I believe, really quick. They just signed someone, like, like last night when I was sleeping. But, yeah, we'll, we could chat about it another time. Anything else you want to go through before we get out of here? Um, Joe Burrow, Jalen yes, Hurts, MVP. Shout out Joe Burrow. Shout out Jalen Hurts, MVP. Yo, special shout out. I've given him props on the pod before. Shout out Ron Rivera. Seven, seven wins with Taylor Heineke. 
Shout out Taylor Taylor Heineke, man. I'm impressed. That's still worker Heineke, man. That guy, he's, he's a quarterback, bro, man. Hey, for real. Shout out Taylor Heineke. Shout out uh, Bryce Purdy. You know what I mean? Is it Bryce Purdy Brock, or Brock Purdy? Brock, Whatever Brock his name Purdy. is. Yeah, yeah, Brock. yeah. Brock Purdy. Shout out Brock Purdy, man. Listen, <laughs> Brock. I, I had texted you early on in that game. I go, if this Jimmy injury isn't serious, this is the best. Uh, this is the best team in the NFC. So I, I think that the NFC is now back open. I was leaning towards San Francisco. It's like Garoppolo yeah. might come back. No, no surgery. No Liz Frank. So he Who's, might. Who back. is your? T- are you? Are you Cowboys or Eagles? I'm Eagles. Okay, me too. They play in a couple weeks. I think I think it's Christmas Eve, actually. So they got the Thanksgiving and the Christmas Eve game? I, I believe it's Christmas Eve. Double check that really quick. I think they play the Cowboys in Dallas on Christmas Eve or like the 23rd. But I've been very impressed with the Eagles all year. Uh, they had their little lull in the middle of the year where they lost to Taylor Heineke and the Commanders, and then they had a, a game go down to the wire versus the Colts. Got that done. Came back and got the W. And now they're back on track. Christmas they, Eve, three three twenty five game. Yep, three twenty five Christmas Eve against the Cowboys. That's must see TV. Yeah, I can't wait to watch that game. That's going to be really interesting. I, whatever the number is, I like the over. By the way, in, in that in that game, I'm, you don't even have to see it. I don't even have to see it. They're going to score sixty points um, combined in that game. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. And. They had their lull now, I believe. They were rolling people to start the year. They slowed up two straight games, barely beat the Colts in Indianapolis, and then lost at home to the Commanders, a divisional game. Now they're back on track. What they just did to the Titans last week was very impressive. Yeah, for sure. They packed up the Titans, no problem. Yeah. Line coming into the game was that funky dead zone, five, five and a half, went down to four and a half. A lot of sharp people. A lot of sharp groups were back in the Titans in a major way. Everybody liked the Titans. How could they be getting this number, et cetera, et cetera? Philly showed you why the number was more than field goal. Yeah. Derrick Henry couldn't run the ball. Jalen Hurts exposed the weakness for the secondary of the Titans, or the weakness for the Titans defense is the secondary. They have the best rush defense in the league. Okay. Jalen Hurts throws for 350. AJ Brown goes crazy. AJ Brown killed him. He saw circle, I circled crazy. this game on the calendar. Obviously, he, he's talking shit. They go through. It's all. It's all. It's all love. Right? Hey, Titans okay. end up firing their GM. Yeah. Yesterday. The, this, that's how. Yeah. That's like. That's how bad the loss. <laughs> that's how, was that's how it went. <laughs> yeah. We get somebody. We can't so, get rid of Vrabel. We got to get rid of this guy, man. You're done. Yeah. Exactly right. So I'm very impressed with the Eagles. I think they had their slow period. Now they're back in, but now they do have to go on the road. And play Dallas, who has yeah. been playing really, really well. What do you think? Where are you at? I'm with uh look the, the, oh man Dallas Cowboys. No, I'm not with the Cowboys, I'm with the Eagles hundred oh. percent. The Cowboys to me again are like one of those teams where you're just kind of you, you you fully it's hard for me to fully get behind the Cowboys because I just feel like if they ultimately fail in the playoffs, I won't be surprised. Like this year it doesn't feel any different for me. I still think it's the same old Cowboys. I'm not to sound like Stephen A. Smith, but I still think it's the same old <laughs> Cowboys. If if they if they collapse in the playoffs, it wouldn't surprise me. I know they've had an awesome year. I know they absolutely destroyed the Colts, who seemingly quit halfway through the game and were just like fuck it, we're just gonna quarter. give you the ball. Yeah, the fourth crazy. quarter was absolutely. I've never seen anything like it. It was yeah. one of those things. I was doing something else, but I kept glancing up at the game, and every time I glance up, they're scoring a defensive touchdown. Yeah. Um, so. Look, man, Cowboys are a good squad. I think the Eagles are better. I think we, we've talked about it, man. The Eagles do the things that you want your team to do when you are trying to win a Super Bowl. They take care of the football. They control Real the clock. Line. Defense is solid. Your quarterback's playing out of his mind. He's dual threat. You got to account for him. A.J. Brown's a difference maker. They have multiple receivers. They're a difference maker. They can take the top off with you with Devontae Smith. Um, offensive line is great. And I, I'm big on Sirianni as well. So um, I, I, I'm yeah. pro-Eagles very much. I think the Eagles are clearly the best team in the NFC. That Garoppolo injury was massive for them because I was really on the way of saying nobody wants to see the Niners because it's the Niners. That Niners defense is filthy. Yeah, it has been. It has been. And the, the, what they do as far as rushing the passer, uh, D'Amico Ryan, shout out D'Amico, has those boys playing. If D'Amico's not a head coach next year, we already know what it is. Um, if he doesn't get Kingsbury's spot. Also, yeah, I got one last thing I want to say. 
It is December 7th, and Cliff Kingsbury and Nathaniel Hackett are still employed. I'll say it every hold week. On before, hold on before that. Any thoughts on OBJ? Yeah, yes. To Dallas. Yes. Oh Talk my to God. me about Did that. Did he sign? Did he sign yet? No, he didn't Yo, sign. The, OG, the OBJ free agency tour is, is one of the biggest acts of self-indulgence I've ever seen in my entire life. This guy's out here acting like he's fucking Jerry Rice. We're out here acting like if you sign OBJ, he's the key to a Super Bowl. I get it. He helped the Rams out a little bit. But like this whole, oh, this week he's visiting here. This week he's visiting here. But he won't work out for teams, so they don't know if he's healthy. Like this whole thing is just like, stop it, man. If he signs with Dallas, he's their third receiver, right? More of a novelty for them, but they don't need him. Um, let's stop acting like, oh, this this, 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 I'm sitting courtside with Micah Parsons. Des Bryant's posting pictures of me having deep conversations in my house. With it's fucking, more than, uh, it more than football. It's more than football. <laughs> what are we doing? I'm at the game doing this. Like, nigga, stop. Come on, bro. Why you I, think I it's too much? You think it's yeah, too much? I, I think I can't stand him. Like he bothered, he's been bothered me as an individual. I think we talked about it when he wore the hue blow to the game. I was out. That was you the that was the last I was, I, was, I was out. I was out. You know what I'm saying? It's just very, very me. And again, I got no problem with guys expressing themselves, but I just think this. This prolonged fucking uh, courting period of o- OBJ, as if he's gonna come in and fucking be uh, 2004 TO. Like, okay, let me ask you this: happening. Do the Rams win the Super Bowl without OBJ? They went. They they don't win the first quarter without OBJ, but he went down in the first quarter. So, do they know. win? Do they yes. win the Super Bowl without? I, oh, they do. I think ultimately no. they come back and win that game. No man, I think I think playoff wise, the impact he had coming in. Really helped them win the Super Bowl. You did you he watch the Super Bowl? Absolutely, he helped. You watch Super Bowl? Yeah, I watched the. First they almost lost. It was incredible. Yeah, they were very close to losing that game. Maybe should have lost. To be yeah. honest with you, but Aaron he was a Aaron, massive. He was a massive get for them. I don't think they won the Super Bowl without adding Odell Beckham Jr. When they did, simple as that. He was a big help for them at the end of the season and in the playoffs. No question about it. So. It might he may be it may be a little much, but it's just teams, a whole it's a, it's they're gonna get better at adding him. Adding another weapon like OBJ for Dallas, for the Bills, and in those top teams be interesting. Yeah. You you got you got a little vendetta. I, I got you. It's not a vendetta, man. I just feel like he's he doing uh, too much. I got he's you. He's doing a, way too much, bro. And he's been doing too much, and he's just Mr. Too Much. So, again, like, do you want your fourth <laughs> receiver with that much bravado? Like, we talk about Baker, right? We talk yeah, about – Yeah, the question is, like, do you bring in a guy to Dallas where the da- – they rolling right now. They're rolling. The chemistry's like, great. Yeah. Do we need a guy, like, telling Dak he needs to give me the rock? The, like, the it, Cowboys- all depends. it all depends on if you sit down with Odell what his mindset is. And you don't need to add more ego and bravado to the Cowboys situation. Jerry and the star does enough of that for you, right? So it's kind of like, yeah. Also, you know, and what you I don't know if he's healthy. That's uh, also you know, you know we should have a yeah. That's that's the question. He's he's only what is he ten months off of yeah. ACL? And if he's not working off? out, what are you? What is he meeting with teams about? You know, what I want I want to see you run. I need you. I need you running. You know what I've come to realize. Dak Prescott is the perfect quarterback for that team. He 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 can deal with all the extra bullshit, Cooper Rush talk, and Jerry throwing him under the bus sometimes. Yeah, and the 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 whole shit with all the people over there asking for the ball and CD and the media every fucking week saying he's not a top ten quarterback. He kind of soaks all that up and just continues to show up and play. Yeah. When he's healthy, he plays. And he gets up in front of the mic and he and he says the right things and he shows up and he plays. There's a lot of different quarterbacks that would have been talking big shit, trying to fight the media and trying to sell this exactly, trying to sell themselves on why they are good enough. He just is kind of like, yeah, you know. Well, you know when you realize that, that? We're going to try to win. And he just shows up and they continue to win 13, 12 games a year. And eventually he's going to get to the NFC title game. And eventually he's going to have a chance to win or play in a Super Bowl. He's just got to keep chugging away. The more I see the how just everything about that franchise and Jerry Jones and everything, 
he's the perfect guy to play quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys with, with, with all the other stuff that comes along with it. And well, you saw that with Dak during the contract negotiation, right? He didn't say shit. Right. Didn't, didn't say anything. I'm not yep. saying nothing. I'm not saying nothing. I, I, he said enough. You knew what he wanted, right? Yep. His agent was communicating, but Dak didn't say anything. He didn't get his feelings hurt. He didn't get offended. Teammates like him. Teammates like him. He's a likable guy, man. He's a likable dude. Yeah, he's a very very good company, man. Yeah, perfect quarterback. You know, it's just can he get it done when it counts? Yeah, exactly. That's all all that matters. Can the Cowboys overall get it done when it counts? Because I guarantee you, if they lose the playoff game, we're not going to hop on the mic on Tuesday and be like, man, I can't believe the Cowboys blew that. So that, that is a real thing. Yeah, no question. All right, we'll leave it there. No catch on Sports Talk via Chicago for Big Nick the Quick. I am your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe. Tell the homies, download the pod. Put it on auto download. Download it every week. You know we have fun over here, man. Tell a homie to tell a homie to tell a friend. For Big Nick the Quick, I'm your host, Sean Little. No catch on Sports Talk via Chicago. We'll see you all next week.